Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the On The Spodcast, the premier podcast of the premier improv team at Kansas State University, On The Spot. My name is Zach, and I've got some lovely spotties with me this week. If you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Ashlyn. I'm Evan. I'm Brett. And I'm Lorna. Brett, you didn't sound like Borat that time. Yeah, I was going to say. It took a lot. I was like, no one else, no one else has done it, and I feel like I can't now. Hey, it's called growth, everyone. Do you want to? I can like redo it and oh, I can hear yeah. it okay. too. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, I'll say my name again and I'll, we'll do it again. Okay. Okay. Yes. okay. Uh, my name is Zach. My name is Ashlyn. I'm Brett. I'm Evan. <laughs> I'm Lorna. <laughs> and we are all the smart people. <laughs> no, I'm I, we did it yep that joke will never get old it never will never we've done it twice it's and it's not already getting old yeah <laughs> its lifespan is infinite indeed we've definitely gotten so much better like uncanny how much we sound like borat <laughs> well, Cohen who oh indeed okay for anyone who hasn't you know, who's been listening to the podcast, you might notice that we have uh, a member of the team that has never been on the show before, and that's uh, Ashlyn. So Ashlyn, uh, we have a little tradition where we just kind of let people who haven't been on the show before kind of fill us in, fill the audience in on what you've been doing since uh, people last saw you, which was in March. So uh, what, what, what have you been doing since, you know, March? Oh, wow. I, I got lifeguard certified. Bet you didn't know I was going to say that. Um, but on a more predictable note. It was in the realm of possibilities for me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> on a more predictable note, I have been rereading and rewatching all of the Twilight books and movies in preparation for Midnight Sun, which comes out August 4th, uh, which is the new Twilight book from Edward's perspective. That's what I've been doing. All right, sick. For those of you who don't know, it's currently August 3rd as we're recording this. So the book comes out tomorrow. I'm so excited! So, so basically, when you're listening to this, just know Ashton will be deep into this book. Might be finished. I don't know. Might be finished. Who knows? What's to say? Yeah. But speaking of Twilight and Borat, I think... <laughs> I don't know how those are connected. I'm really interested. I, uh... <laughs> Stuff that was really good when it came out, but then now is kind of problematic, but you still love it, even though you know it's not good. Okay. <laughs> you just wanted to say, I know that Stephanie Myers and Twilight is problematic, and I know that Jasper was part of the Confederate Army, but I'm still gonna read the new book, and I'm gonna like it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you might I as well. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't understand anything that you just said, so. <laughs> I, I have never seen or read anything Twilight. So at least what? in this case. Yeah, wait, how many people in this group other than Ashlyn have read or seen the Twilight movies? I have seen a couple, like the first two. I'm just, she's not a good writer, Ashlyn. I'm sorry to be the one that tells you this. She's not good, hun. <laughs> she's, she's actually, in fact, quite bad. How dare you? There's something so Mom, controversial yet so true. true. My mom tried to read those books and then 
started keeping a tally of how many times the word incredulously was used in the first book <laughs> and it was an unconscionable amount of times and so she stopped reading <laughs> there was i saw one tiktok that was like reading the twilight book and every time someone chuckled like they would record it because it's so many times I'm like stephanie stephanie honey buy a thesaurus but here's the thing sweetie <laughs> I read Funny. it before I I read these books before I knew what like good literature was <laughs> and before I knew what good writing was and it's like it has that it's in that same part of my brain that Harry Potter is in except mm-hmm. much smaller because I just remember like sitting in bulldog time in seventh grade like thinking like oh I can't wait to get home so I can keep reading Twilight I mean I can't blame you there I used to walk home from school reading a book and watching the pavement, like, beneath yeah. me to make sure I didn't trip. Like, yes. <laughs> what happened to her? Where did she go? Right? She's I trying. was first in line to get the last Harry Potter book when it came out, fully dressed as, as Harry himself, um, and then stayed up for 36 hours straight reading it until I had finished yeah. the whole thing, because I was count, obsessed. Do you count The Cursed Child as a Harry Potter book? Well, I don't count as a Harry Potter book because it's like, I feel like a Harry Potter book, you're calling one of the seven of the like story. And then you've got like the, the supplemental things, which I would put Cursed Child in, which I loved. I think Cursed Child is wonderful and I've watched it and it's phenomenal. But I don't like, it's just different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. a good take. Yeah. I feel you. like I kind of missed out on liking books as a kid because I mean like I like books but I never liked any of these like bigger series like I've never read any of the Harry Potter books I've seen all the movies I've never read the books I didn't watch the movies until I was in eighth grade so I was already like 13 years old before I ever like knew anything about Harry Potter I never read Twilight I just like I don't know I just didn't read that many like like very famous books when I was a kid I started reading because my um librarian at my school when i was in kindergarten told me that i um shouldn't be able to read because i was too young to read and so i um had my brother who was in fourth grade at the time um check out like three like third grade level books (laughs) and i read them back to back and then i handed them back to her and said i read them on i'll tell you what they're all about just to prove her wrong um so that's why i started reading also um my school did this thing this a, a reading competition called advanced reading and um in the library there was this like two-story wall and it had the list of like names of who had the bi- most points of all time and my brother was first and i was determined to beat him and um in fifth fifth grade i was one book away from beating him when they decided the ar was not good because it was too competitive and they got rid of it and i through the largest bit of all time i can remember when they got rid of ar and people were like so many kids were so pissed off about that furious that is the most brett broadbent thing i have ever heard in my life is start is starting reading out of spite out of spite and pettiness that is me i do anything i start out of spite (laughs) that's all i also like write the last book just conveniently right they knew absolutely Mm -hmm. i was so mad Um, they were taking bribes from your brother 
Him in middle school at that point is just like, just don't let him do it. <laughs> With his, like, this. allowance. I don't remember having any, like, any motivations, like, outside motivations to read. Like, I don't know, I don't think my school ever did that, like, advanced reading, whatever. And if it did, it registered so little in my brain that I didn't care about it. I just read. Yeah, like a I... monster. <laughs> and I wasn't yeah. particularly, like, advanced at it either. I just did it a lot. Like... Like, I wasn't early, I wasn't really good at it, I just did it all the time. <laughs> I used to be, like, so fast of a reader, like, when I was a kid, I would just read so quickly, and now I feel like I'm the slowest reader of all time, because, like, I just didn't read, like, at all, unless, like, it was required for school, and now I'm like, boy, how do I read these words quickly? It takes me, like, ten minutes a page, and I'm like, Jesus. How do words sound? Well, we I... did have uh, in, an incentive in middle school, like, to take the quizzes and get a pizza party. I took advantage of that by, like, just taking quizzes over books I had already read from years ago. So I took advantage of their incentive to read, and I manipulated it. Good. Well, I mean, at least you had read them already, and you weren't just, like, looking them up on Spark Notes and stuff like yeah. that. You know, like, mm -hmm. I feel like if you're gonna cheat, that's at least an honorable way to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just started reading because I didn't know how to talk to people. <laughs> I didn't have any friends. So, <laughs> and that's why whenever I read a book, no matter who is the main character, I'm the main character. Because mm -hmm. that's how I like learned how to speak to people. I feel that, except for you, you reach problems with that when you are in fifth grade assigned to do an autobiography and you choose um, Adolf Hitler's biography. No. And then uh, <laughs> you still have that. Just for like a no. little second. And you're like, man, he shouldn't have invaded Russia that soon and he would have won. And then I said, wait, no. Wait a minute. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> wait, fourth grade Brad. Let's calm down. Hold up. Real back. Oh, wait, 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 let me ask you this. Why were you allowed to choose his autobiography? <laughs> like, I guess if you- I don't if, know. If you like, if you're able to have the option of like handle it, I guess. But I feel like at a fourth grade and, level- Well, and I should- I should clarify, it wasn't like Mein Kampf. It wasn't his like autobiography. It was a biography about him. Okay. Um, oh, okay. What a so wild biography like, that it like painted him as a person that you should like, were like, oh it no, did, he It didn't like, necessarily, like it was a very like neutral. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. painting him as this like super evil guy, but it wasn't painting him as like this savior. I was just like, that was probably one of the first nonfiction books I'd ever read. And so I was not used to this whole uh, reality aspect of the whole thing. Yeah, I, re I remember when I had to do, like, we had this thing called, like, the Heroes Project in my elementary school, which is where you had to pick, like, a biography or an autobiography about someone. And you had to, like, dress up as them and, like, give a presentation on them and stuff like that. And I remember just for some random reason, I chose George, I chose, uh, George S. Patton, who's like a World War II general. And for some reason, mm -hmm. like fifth grade Zach just started idolizing him. And I remember like very distinctly, there's a very like, like well discussed moment in his life where he goes to a war hospital and slaps soldiers who are suffering from PTSD and calls them cowards. And for some reason, I didn't put like that together in my young brain where I was like, yeah, that makes sense. They're just being like, they're just being like sad and like they should be sad they should be fighting and then looking back on that later and the report that i gave was just like very problematic because i cited that and like how it was a cool thing that he did 
No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my. I, I know exactly what project you're talking about because I did it too, but mm -hmm. I did mine over the autobiography Small Steps, the year I got polio by Peg Corrette. And I remember I gave that presentation um, sitting down because she could oh, no man. longer stand after she got um, polio. I feel like there was no like structure around who could pick what. Um, uh, we did we did that like kind of project where everybody like dressed up as historical figures, but we called it the Wax Museum project because we all dressed up at the same time and we spent like an hour in the library like spaced out and then we had little like buttons on our shoulders and people could like poke our little buttons and we had like a little speech that we would recite and um you could tell a lot about me and my brother but because i chose albert einstein and so i had a little mustache and little gray like eyebrows and a little tweed like jacket and a little bow tie and like would like put my hair as much like that as possible and thought it was very schnazzy um, and so I was Albert Einstein, and my brother was Stephen Hawking, and yeah, he he did his speech sitting down too, but you know, please tell me he didn't like. No, okay, no, he cool. was just sitting there. But like, right, that would be yeah. Good. Actually, I want to correct myself. Um, Peg Caret learns how to walk again. Mm. Like that's like what makes the novel inspiring. Did you like stand for some up at reason? The end, just at the end nope. of the presentation. I didn't. Um, so I don't know why I was sitting. <laughs> I elementary school also did the Wax Museum project, although it was over like civilizations. Um, and hmm. we we're doing a presentation on Buddhism. And you know, little sixth grade me dressed up as Buddha. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Evan. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I did the, I, I put the button in my hand and I did the sitting thing. Oh, it's so, oh, so bad. But Who let us? Is, is mine the only wax museum one that I'm like that was mine was excellent and I enjoyed every <laughs> second of it. There was nothing wrong because no. I was an adorable little Albert Einstein. Because I also, love them. We also did the one where like you had to just read an autobiography, and that one I did um, Benjamin Franklin. I was much more happy about that one because I had this kite prop that I made, and I was also I became like obsessed with like I was going to make my own binoculars, by <laughs> taking <laughs> taking construction paper, roll it up and staple them together, and somehow put glass lenses glass lenses in them and then that would be magnifying glasses or like <laughs> yeah so i mean binoculars that's what i meant binoculars i tried to make binoculars out of construction paper and glass lenses so did you actually have glass lenses or did you just go no. i'll get them somewhere <laughs> i was i was like hey mom dad i need glass lenses or something like that or i need i was like where can i get this this is third grade by the way so <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was just a boy with the dream of making binoculars. Did you do it? I, I didn't. I did not. Oh. I did make oh. the frame, like, like the construction paper frame. So yeah. my, uh, my prototype is out there somewhere. 
<laughs> Please, cardboard tubes. What? <laughs> it wasn't even cardboard. It was just paper. It's worse. <laughs> You couldn't have gotten, like, I would, in my brain, you use um, the toilet paper cardboard tubes. Oh. Tape those together. Third grade, he's taking notes. Whoa. <laughs> See, that's what I love, is that there was these already made circles you could just attach, but instead, third grade Evan said, I'm going to make this harder, and I'm going to just tape up some construction paper, which is not as sturdy of a substance. Yeah, I'm going to make this harder and worse. <laughs> It's gonna but, look but here's the thing. Here's the innovative bad. part. I put also, in addition to the rolls of construction paper, a construction paper strap so you could strap it in. <laughs> <laughs> that was another level that no one else but, was thinking at the time. But how thick were those straps? <laughs> like, was it like a... I don't think they actually fit around the head, given I don't remember. <laughs> but, like, this is all... I. Could this could have been just some elaborate like lucid dream that I had, but I'm I'm ninety percent sure that this happened. I'll believe you, Evan. God, I did nothing <laughs> else. An inventor in third grade? No. No, I didn't get into the gifted ed program until fifth grade, and that meant that I did nothing like my, uh, okay, my inventive until fifth yeah. grade. <laughs> my school had this advanced reading group called Junior Great Books. And I never got in. But then fifth year, like fifth grade, I just started showing up. Like <laughs> like when they had like their like little pizza lunches in the conference room, I just started going to them. Like I didn't have the book. That's powerful. And then <laughs> and then someone I think I just said like I forgot it. Or like I lost it. And then they gave me a new one and I started doing it. Which was like fifth grade. I was voluntarily doing extra reading and extra work just because I wanted to go to the pizza lunch and because I wanted to say that I was a part of Junior Great Books. Yeah, that's sure. just powerful. <laughs> yeah. It's a power move, to be sure. I but I was remember. not oh, smart sorry. enough. I did not get good enough grades. There's a reason I wasn't in it. <laughs> See, we had something kind of like that where it was, if you had like, a good enough like English grade or like you did well enough in certain subjects and you got to be a part of this book club That's and basically the the rule for it was like you had to read books that were supposed to be at like a certain reading level and I like I like I just never really got super into like reading like I said but I can remember for this book club like my parents made me join it because they were just like you need to read more and I was like Ugh. So basically, like, that was in, like, sixth grade, and then I was like, okay, fine, I'll find books that I like that I want to read, and it took me a really long time, but uh, young Zach was just obsessed with video games, so there's some video games that have, like, a lot of book series, so I just started reading the Halo book series, which has 30 books in it, and I can remember from the time I started sixth grade to the time sixth grade ended, I read all 30 of the Halo novels, and then the teacher who ran the book club said none of them counted. <laughs> <laughs> because they weren't like adult reading even though they were full-length novels she was like they're not like classical like because I think they wanted us to read like more like classical literature and they were just like yeah this doesn't count and I was like okay fine you say like the halo books are not like nuanced by any means because they're just kind of like hmm we kidnapped children and made them into super soldiers that's fine and it's like mm. but like they're not 
low like reading level. Yeah, they're all at least like 300 page books. Yeah. And I read 30 yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. I own the first like five, I think. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Did you guys you ever know. read the Warrior Cat books? Yes. I had like like 30 warrior cat books that like we just had to get rid of like last year because we were like what are we doing with these but I remember like me and my friends Aubrey and Felisa would sit at lunch and read them and not talk to each other and then we would like trade afterwards my yeah, my friends were very much, very much into the Warrior Cats series for <laughs> a while, and we would play Warrior Cats on the playground. Yep, we were those kids. We were like, we're cats. I, it's like, oh we my had god, a group of those kids. I'm Firestar. Yep, I'm Bracken Paw. Like, it just cracks me up because it's like they describe like the bad like the evil cats is like the pinnacle of evil like oh how dark and like terrible these cats are and it's like it's literally just a little tabby cat like (laughs) you were describing a cat (laughs) they all look (laughs) relatively the same (laughs) did anyone finish the maximum ride series no nope i feel like that's a universal you start them and you don't finish them. Um, yeah. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't either. It's a bunch of kids with wings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's that's pretty it. much it. That's, that's They're all from like I got it. government or whatever. And I think a... some of them have extra powers, but they all have wings. Wasn't there a movie that was really bad? I, I couldn't tell you. <clears throat> but yeah, those books were wild. I was just also, thinking about, like, series that, like, I started but never, like, finished, and I would love to at least know what happened. Also, my mom once held the ending of the uh, first 39 Clues book hostage um, <gasps> because she she photocopied the last 30 pages and then returned the book to the library without me knowing and then went, you can earn pages as you do chores. And I went, mm. <laughs> That is the most Lord of Punishment I've ever heard. It was, in my it was life. the worst. I was like, how dare you return my library book? <laughs> These Xeroxed pages are not the same. Like, oh, I was so mad. Also, because it was the ending of the book. But apparently, I had gotten in trouble for reading too much. Can you imagine? Yeah, can, I was like, Oh man, what I wouldn't give to get in trouble for reading too much now. I've been working on the same book for like two months. I'm not, I've started, I think, six books that I haven't finished because I keep saying I need to start a new book right now. I'm really proud of myself. I just finished today my 15th book of the year, which is Ooh. 15 more than I read last year. So we're feeling pretty good. Yeah. Since the start of my, actually no, I think since we went to Chicago, because I remember when we were in Chicago, I bought two books at that bookstore that we went to, Mm -hmm. and I think since we went to Chicago, I've bought at least like eight new books, and I don't think I've started any of them because I'll buy them and be like, I want to read this, and then I'll see a different book that I think sounds cooler to read, and I'll buy it. So yeah, I have eight books just sitting in my room that I haven't opened yet. Woe is life. I've just been. God, I mean, I've mentioned it. 
I think a, a couple times on this podcast before, but I've been trudging through the first Lord of the Rings book. Me too, Lorna. Um, I'm I'm on page 170, and they've just arrived at the inn of the Prancing Pony. <laughs> 170 pages in. I'm like, guys, J- John, J.R., John, Rolkin, 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 Tolkien, what are you doing? Quit describing trees. Also, Tom Bombadil came back. <sighs> I don't understand the man. <laughs> like, I've been up, reading The Hobbit all summer because I was like, I am going to read the Lord of the Rings books. Like, I don't care if it kills me. I'm going to read these because people like them. It might kill and you. Yeah. It might kill you. And now it, it might. It just might. Truly, I think 50 pages in, I was like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> I I'm forcing myself to read them because I own all three. So I'm like, I have to read them. See, but- I read The Hobbit. I got through The Hobbit, and that alone nearly killed me. And then I got, like, four pages into to Lord of the Rings, and I said, you know what? Actually, no. Fuck this. This sucks. Say, like, yeah. The Hobbit, comparatively, is, like, easy going. It's a kid's book. Like, it's fine. But and it's still, like, 600 pages. It's ridiculously long. <laughs> And then, like, and then you're like, it's like 300 pages. Is it really? I don't remember. Yeah, it was a long time ago I read this. It felt forever. <laughs> and then I picked up Lord of the Rings and said, actually, um, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, they walk for so long. And where the movie After goes, you. the movies go, hmm, this is a montage that lasts for like 40 seconds. And you get to see beautiful New Zealand scenery. Whereas the book's like, and they kept walking. And then they got lost a little, but then they got back on track. And they kept walking. Oh, there was a monster, but it's fine. They ran away. And then they kept walking. It's like, oh, no. That's because J.R.R. Tolkien was, like, a medieval literature scholar. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And you can tell when you read his books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, he enjoyed pausing on walks and just, like, looking at a tree for 20 minutes. And it's like, mm, you can tell. <laughs> God, can you imagine, like, talking to him? It'd be so boring. Yeah, I'm like, I love the world that you've created. I've seen the movies based off of your books so many times. So many times. You're so boring. <laughs> yeah, but, like, honestly, shut up, <laughs> please. I'm on a, a backpacking subreddit on Reddit, and there's a meme that went around, which was, it's just, the title of the meme was just Backpacking with J.R.R. Tolkien, and it was, it just showed how long the trip took, and it was, like, multiple <laughs> days because he kept stopping and looking at trees. <laughs> yeah. Love the movies with a burning passion. I think they're excellent. Excellent cinema. Oh, the books I will suffer through because I've put myself on a quest. Um, yep. I feel like Frodo walking through these books and I feel like I'll lose my humanity by the end of them. Whoa, do you think that was intentional? (laughs) (laughs) For him to be like, this guy's not having fun, neither will you. I don't want my (laughs) readers to enjoy this. There's so many poems and songs just like Uh, in the middle of it. I'm like, I I can't, I... I always try and like sing them and like try and get them in a rhythm and I'm like, it doesn't work. What's your intention to write? I want to make people miserable. (laughs) 
but not like in like an emotional way with my writing like resonates with them i just want them to like feel physical pain while they're reading the book yeah but i also want them to feel like they can't quit yeah (laughs) they must keep going and like sometimes like there will be like a solid stretch of like 10 pages where i'm like oh this is some good stuff like i'm really enjoying this like this is cool and then it'll hit a hit a here's the forest like descriptive patch again and i'm like no my momentum is gone (laughs) anytime you see the word forest you just start sweating (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah just watch the movies they get the plot close enough and they're very good (laughs) especially if you watch the extended versions like that's already gonna take you 28 hours to finish the whole thing so it's exactly like it's a time commitment in general you don't have to you don't have to read Okay. Just watch the extended editions. They're very good. Or even just the theatrical versions. They're also very good. They're also good. Unless you're a literature major who feels like she has to read these books to understand modern fantasy. Yeah. I mean, you know, you and I, we punish ourselves, but other Daily. people don't have to. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> study this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we're literature majors, but at what cost? Um. <laughs> <laughs> a very large one. <laughs> yeah. What cost? To our sanity. Um. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of my yeah, sanity, I, have... I think I'm being haunted. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I moved into this new apartment at the beginning of the summer. I'm not living there now, but I've spent like maybe seven, like a week total there. Okay, first things first, I have never gotten sleep paralysis in my life except for every time I sleep at my apartment, I get it. And it's always the exact same thing where it's this tall man standing over my bed, staring at me. And it's not evil per se, but it's judgmental. And I can feel him judging me and I don't know what to do about it. Sometimes he tries to trick me. One time he was my roommate and I said out loud, which I don't talk in my sleep, I said out loud, you're not Miriam, stop it. And then it changed back to the man. I hate it, 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 I hate it. I'm never going to your apartment ever. I'm so sorry, but I'm never stepping foot in there. It's only my room. Miriam's never seen anything. Yeah, I was gonna yeah say. but listen, I'm not going to your apartment. <laughs> Girl, you need to be burning some sage or something in that <sighs> apartment. I know. It's freaky. <sighs> And you said it's it happened always, every time you've been there? Yeah, every single time I've slept there. Last time, oh. I literally, like, shot out of my bed and said, get out. You don't live here anymore. I do. And I don't know what prompted it, but I said it, and I'm nervous to go back because I don't want him to be mad. <laughs> but also, maybe he'll that. heed my warning. Maybe. <laughs> You're pretty scary. <laughs> took one look at you, your tanned self, and it's like, uh-oh, can't mess <laughs> oh, with her. Oh, she's tanned now. <laughs> and it was just like, it's also interesting because I'm always like a very calm morning person, but every time I sleep there, I shoot up. Like, I shoot up awake. And it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you should you should get one of those apps that like records your sleep and it can like see if you're like talking in your sleep or something because I am sure you are saying things. <laughs> like, what if things it like? But what if I hear him? 
I would rather, I think you would rather know now than after living there for five months. Yeah. Before you star in the next Pornonormal Activity. Jesus Christ. What did you say? (laughs) It was something we talked about last episode. (laughs) That was, oh my. (laughs) That caught me off guard. I don't even remember how we got to that. I don't know. It was something. It was something. I think we were talking about, oh, it we were playing sex with and the word was ghosts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then eventually we got to normal activity. That's funny. I don't care who you are. You said Miriam hadn't, like, she hasn't, Um, like, experienced anything? Nothing. Mm. I asked her about it and she was like, what? She doesn't talk like that. But she was like, what? No, I haven't seen anything. Nothing like that has ever happened to me. So I don't know if maybe just my room is haunted, which if it is, that's annoying because I took the smaller room to be nice. And so if I get the small room and the haunted room. Yeah, you feel like the ghost would want to be in a bigger room. So there's like room for the two of you. Yeah. Zach, you've seen my room. It's small. It is small. I'll get, yeah. You moved into the smaller apartment. Yeah, I did. Actually, now I can't stop looking behind me. <laughs> Don't That's worry what about I it. do when I'm Lorna, out good about vibe, ghosts. Good vibes only. <laughs> ghosts respect the vibes. <laughs> the vibes in this room are rotten. It's okay. They're the most buck wild thing. That's okay. But have you guys, do you have any ghost stories? I have had sleep paralysis once um in my parents house um where i'm currently in um and i was just like i think i was like middle school i don't even remember but it was kind of the same thing except i never saw the dude but it was just this very like long shadow and then like he like like was circling the room oh, ew! and never came into the light and, ew! Uh, very terrifying to 12 year old me <laughs> yeah. oh my god God, ew! Yeah, not fun. Didn't love it. I also, um, my friends and I at their old house, um, we once, we used a Ouija board a few times and like we're talking, we were like talking to this ghost um, and like, don't know if it was real, but like she did talk about this fire that we looked up and did exist. um, And like basically she was said that she like murdered all of her children because she was convinced there was a demon in the house um, no! and so she was just like gotta get rid of them all and then her husband came home and was like what the hell and then just like killed himself and her to like end it all so that was a wild story that we've heard from this ghost that we do not think actually happened because like surely we would know if this house had there had been five deaths in but she was right about the arson that happened across the street so that all really happened wild. over a ouija board so you they told you that story letter by letter well no 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 so letter basically like letter. we we just asked her a bunch of questions and like she kept oh. like answering them and then like so we kind of pieced the story together and then we would like ask her if what we were saying was close and then she'd be like yes and then she kept did you kill your fire, kids and then the <laughs> did you well, yeah, we did. And she was like, yeah, of course. Like, uh, uh, oh, why is that an of course? It was of course weird. She's like, on the she board. said, she said, um, like she said the address, an address and then fire. 
And then we looked it up and there was a fire there around the time she said she was alive. And we were like, ew. Nope, 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 nope. Very nope. terrifying. <laughs> Oh my god. And then very soon after, like a week after we did this, my friend's phone would just turn itself on, open up an app and just start typing. Oh, I had similar to that. I had a stalker like Florida. senior year of high school. It wasn't like a stalker. Florida, but it was <laughs> <laughs> I hate ghosts. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> this is a real person though. And so I actually think this was junior year I think I was 16 and stop Brett <laughs> Brett keeps mocking me because I'm bit. pointing oh stop oh stop it <laughs> but I got all of these like really weird texts from an unknown number it was like a California number and they were all really creepy and really weird and I think I finally said how did you get my number stop texting me and he said I got it from a Ouija board and I freaked out and I said if you text me again I will call the cops and I will call like I will like find you and we will put you in prison and I never got another message Mm. hate it I hate it I hate it (laughs) I'm I I that's like one thing that I'm very susceptible to is like getting freaked out by ghosts (laughs) I, I don't like it and then I make I, I I watch BuzzFeed Unsolved, and that's about the scariest thing I can handle. <laughs> and even then, I have to watch something else before I go to sleep. <laughs> have I don't I, uh, I don't like them. I've been terrified of ghosts since I was a child. <laughs> I I hate ghosts so so much, but they're very fun and fascinating to me. Yeah. And my friends and I really want to go to this um, the Missouri state penitentiary has been closed for like 50 years and now they do like you can spend the night there and you can like just visit and it's like super haunted and like ghost adventures has been there like three separate times or something and so i really want to go so bad but i'm also very scared did you guys ever have you guys ever had to oh sorry we should go to the sally house what's the sally house it's like one of the most haunted houses in the world and it's in Atchison. I'm in. And yeah, they did. I think they did a BuzzFeed Unsolved about it. They did. And, and the lights kept turning on and off. I don't know. Like it would be really cool. <laughs> oh, um, my mom has been to the um, the Clutter House, the one from In Cold Blood. Like That's what one. I was just about to say. Um, and like right, not right after it happened, but like in a period where it had been abandoned for many years and so her and her friends like drove down and like went to it and she said it was just terrifying because like it was just completely dark as she drove down this long driveway to it and would love sounds amazing I also don't understand how there's people that still live there because I could not live in a house where people had been brutally murdered yeah that's what I think oh sorry Zach I was just gonna say my dad grew up like 30 minutes outside of that town and his friends and him used to go to that house after it was abandoned because it's literally like the town of Holcomb is like kind of just like off on its own and then that house is still like within Holcomb but it's in this really weird clearing of buildings where like no one has built around it so it's just in this giant field by itself but there's like other buildings that dot around it and I can remember one time when I was very little he took me there in between like when people owned it and I remember walking through and 
I think it was like it might have just been me like being like freaked out by my dad but I can distinctly remember we went in the middle of July and it was like super hot outside but when we were in that house I was like shivering from how cold it was inside the house oh my god ew there's an um like an abandoned like warehouse type of thing like warehouse that used to be like a small like factory type thing uh just like in the woods kind of vaguely near my house um and it's like the place where like the hooligans go to like hang out <laughs> and like shoot <laughs> bottle rockets at each other um, <laughs> um but apparently one time my brother's friend was in there and just like taking like photos around and it was very dark in there but um apparently there were some some orbs in some of the pictures and they were right at head height in the like overlooking like window thing it was like right at human head height and there was just this like little pale orb ew and it's like nope no 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 so i've never set foot inside of the like warehouse thing uh because i'm terrified of it um and also because the cops are just like constantly checking it out because people shoot bottle rockets at each other inside and do drugs and things there's a <gasps> the meningers buildings uh meningers mental hospital in topeka um that used to be like the thing when i was in high school is to like sneak in and just like walk through the whole thing no. and it was terrifying they're like rebuilding it now they're not like going to use it for anything except for they're just gonna like keep it as like a sort of museum mm-hmm. for like mental health history and everything Mm -hmm. like that and like how medical history has changed but like some of the buildings are so creepy like they have this old like bell tower clock tower it's terrible nope 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 you don't need a bell tower anywhere (laughs) those are creepy so see i don't know if i believe in ghosts per se even though i just told like my ghost story but i think more like (laughs) residual energy so like the in cold blood house is like something awful happened there and i think like something awful like that has an impact on the universe and i think that like it leaves something behind and you can feel that like when you walk in somewhere like i've been Mm -hmm. to a murder house and you walk in and it's like oh something bad happened here I mean, I've, I've also read stuff about how, like, usually usually in older buildings, like, that's when people start to, like, you know, see things in the edges of their vision and feel, like, really paranoid and stuff because there's, like, very, very, like, small vibrations that, like, you can feel from, like, you know, AC units or something um, because we're, like, designed to get out of caves that have vibrations in them lest they collapse on us. And so it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But, like, it doesn't explain all the ghosts. Um, yeah. <laughs> it explains a lot of them, but not all. So, yeah. But, like, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Like, oh, yeah, it's, like, that we start thinking we see things and, like, getting really paranoid and, like, emotionally, like, intense because it's basically our subconscious going, like, the cave's gonna collapse. Get out! <laughs> you know, like... No, and it is, like, kind of survival because I think you walk into a room and, like, you can tell that there's tension in there. You can mm-hmm. tell that two people are not getting along without hearing a word. 
you can just walk in and feel the tension. And I think it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they don't freak me the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, like it's like such a lack of abnormal or paranormal like activity or stuff. Like, like I go places and just like, if it was paranormal before, it's not anymore because I was there. Like, hmm. do you believe in ghosts or anything like that? Um, my friends would do like Ouija boards and like tarot cards, like, like religious, like, like we are like we're only going to do this if like there's like silver here, um, like all like the rules like don't like don't touch like lift lift your hands off the board, but I'm, like I like. I'd like to really, like, I have not experienced it firsthand, is, I guess it was what I'd say. But I'd like to. Yeah. I that now. Mm-hmm. Famous last word. So, I wonder if I, if it's because I do believe in it and I am very open to it, that it happens mm-hmm. to me. Because everything that happens to me, like, I want it to be a ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if yeah. my door, I don't close it all the way and a draft blows it open, it was a ghost. so it's like i make ghosts places where there are none i feel like if you're actively wanting it to be that might also influence because i think sometimes your brain just gets hopeful and you're like this is it Mm -hmm. my mom has a resident blame ghost at our house in that when she misplaces things she's like i swear we have a ghost (laughs) we don't you just put your keys in the wrong place like (laughs) It was always fun how it's like every theater seems to claim like we have a ghost in the, like we had the, Carl in this yeah. one area. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's always the catwalk. Yeah, yeah. We have well, in the those, theater. Sorry, go ahead, Florna. I mean, the catwalks always have the weirdest vibes, and it's the place that the least people go. So it's like ah, prime yeah, I was gonna ghost say, I think territory. like three people a year went up on our catwalk in high school. Yeah, at the theater that I work at over the summer. Um, there's like four different ghosts, but my favorite ghost story is um, called Trumpet Man. Um, and <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just imagine the skull in... like do meme. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, there's this um, like the orchestra is upstairs of the theater and gets like piped in. Um, <laughs> And there's like a bathroom down the hall that it said that a man, like a guy who was playing trumpet for an orchestra was like warming up in the bathroom and then was like murdered. And so then you can still like hear him playing his trumpet in the bathroom if you're up there by yourself. And I was like, girl, I've been spending a lot of time in this theater. And I've never been warming up in the bathroom instead of in the orchestra place. You just go to the bathroom, you just hear. I bet you that whoever it was was like pee shy and they killed him because they're like, I can't pee with you in here playing the trumpet. And his ghostly revenge will be that everyone who is pee shy will never be able to pee there because they'll just hear trumpets. (laughs) And they'll never be able to pee. (laughs) Always hear trumpets before they pee. Get out of my bathroom. (laughs) He was just playing the um the force theme from Star oh. Wars, they're like, do, 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 and someone was like, will you shut up? <laughs> it was just someone who was really annoyed at this guy for playing his trumpet in the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. 
And now there's also a ghost at um, in the Purple Mask at K State, and I haven't like ever seen or had anything like real. But there was once um, when I was working on wardrobe crew for a show, um, we went back and. Um, so there's like this storage underneath the stadium that's like back in the middle behind the theater. And uh, if you go back there and you say hi to him and you like knock on, cause there's just this like big, like metal, like sheet metal stuff and you knock on it, he'll knock back and uh, <gasps> something knocked back when I was in there. And it was you have to do it. not cool. <laughs> I, I hated it. it. It was very spooky. <laughs> also, there was like a I've single I've been turning light. around and looking behind me because I can't, I can't trust my video camera. <laughs> there was like a single light at the end. And it's like a long, like half of the football field length of this like empty space that's used for storage. And so like, it there was just like a single light on on the other end. And it was like midnight. And I have no idea why that light was on, but it was very spooky. And I did not Ew. enjoy it. <laughs> Ew, no. The light, I'm really glad that you told me the light detail because that changed everything. It's just, yeah, because like, that made it scary. Well, there's so there's windows where like the stairs into under the stadium used to be so that there was like moonlight coming into this room just at like sporadic Ew. moments and then a single light at the end and then someone knocked on metal that I could hear just reverberating across the room. Nope. So nope. I ran out, locked that door behind me, and ran back to the theater. <laughs> oh my god, ew! I also, other fun stories about ghosts, um, I almost got um, left overnight at Alcatraz. <gasps> what? Now that oh, sounds thanks. like a fun adventure. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was in San Francisco with a bunch of friends and um, we had went to Alcatraz for like a tour. And then like after it's done, they were like, you have like an hour to just explore the island. But, and then uh, boats will be starting to leave now. Um, and if you don't leave by the last boat, you get left. Like we don't do a sweep of the island. You just will hang out here until the morning. Um, and we were like, cool, cool. We will not let that happen because absolutely not. Um, but then my friend really wanted to go to the other side of the island where there's just this like tower that has nothing in it and we wanted to see it. So we went there and it was like cool. It was nothing interesting at all. And then we decided to like walk pack back through like the cell blocks one last time. And it was like completely dark. Like they'd turn the lights off. It was there's no one in there. And it was super creepy. And then <laughs> it was a bit like I hated it I was like can we please get out of here this is terrifying like the amount of people that have died here is way too much for me um and then we walk out and we can see down to the dock where they are like closing it and about to leave and it's the last one and so we start screaming and yelling as we like sprint <laughs> down because we're like we are not getting left on this <laughs> island all night I will die you almost mm. became a ghost story. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh-huh. It was just because, like, the whole time, they, like, throughout the tour, they tell you about all these, like, ghost stories or stories of people, like, trying to make it off and getting killed or going missing and, like, all of these things. So, like, I have all this fresh information about all of the, like, creepy shit that's happened on this island. And then they're like, oh, by the way, you might get left here. <sighs> I went terrifying. to the Stanley House. Not the Stanley House. The Stanley Hotel which is the hotel that oh. Stephen King based The Shining off of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
nothing scary happened, but I think it's in Estes, Colorado. It's in Estes Park, and, yeah. And it is the most beautiful town I've ever been in. And it's a beautiful hotel, but nothing scary happened. Yeah, the actual Stanley Hotel is just a nice hotel. Yeah. In a very in like nice a beautiful town. place. Yeah. And <laughs> Kubrick was just like, yes, this, I'll make this terrifying. I think I was 12 or 13, and I remember I was shaking. Like nothing scary happened, but I made the situation scary for myself by saying, this is the hotel from The Shining, scary stuff happens here. I think that's what Lauren is doing right now, freaking herself out. Yeah, the, the <laughs> tension that has been in my shoulders for the past, like, 15 minutes of conversation has been pretty intense. Um, <laughs> we can talk about something different. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would appreciate it. Yeah, we've been talking about ghosts for a while. <laughs> we've been doing a long time. I still have more, yeah. but I won't tell more because... Lorna yeah, please don't. Oh. <laughs> I also, I'm also staying in my house in Manhattan alone, so no. yeah. Here, let's re- let's reshare <laughs> the vibe. Yeah, just talk about something different, something cool. Yeah. I've also been hugging my pillow pet for the last like 15 minutes of the podcast. He's so. just cradling it. <laughs> yeah, um, he's been squeezed to death. Um, but yeah, and now he's a ghost. <gasps> <gasps> Oh, no. <laughs> oh god uh, like i don't mind like monsters or like even really scary movies it's just ghosts like it's <laughs> nothing else scares me it's just ghosts it's wild mostly because they're the only ones that i could see existing in real life so yeah that is what, for some reason, I think that ghosts are way more probable than, like, Bigfoot or Mothman or any of that stuff. I'm like, ghosts could happen. I, speaking of Bigfoot and Mothman, I've been getting very into cryptids lately. Me too. I have too. Oh this my is God. a good topic that? of conversation because I, I, love, I love this switch. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've been doing a lot of, like, mainly because uh, one of the... I've been like trying to plan a backpacking trip with my dad and we want to go to uh, the Narrows in Zion, which is like down in, <clears throat> I think it's, I don't know if, it, if it's in like Nevada or Utah. It's like on the very Southern edge of one of those states, <clears throat> but it's one of the places where like a version of the myth of the Wendigo started because there's like a bunch of like cave drawings of like what it looked like. And the Wendigo is like one of my favorite cryptids, that and Thunderbird. I've been getting really into Thunderbird too. <laughs> I love being like, good Mothman. Mm-hmm. I love Mothman. He's my husband. <laughs> I really Man. want need us to still make that trip to West Virginia mm-hmm. to see the Mothman. We need to make a pilgrimage to Point Pleasant. Yes. There's I mean, like, also, love. wait, no, we can't go to the Bigfoot town because that's in, like, Oregon. I mean, oh, is this the same distance to West Virginia? Yeah, West Virginia is still far away. And plus, West Virginia also has, like, Mama. the, like, Flatwoods Monster, the, the Snallygaster. It also has Wendigo Myths. It has, uh, mm-hmm. what's it called? The, uh, I think it's called the Sheep Squatch. It's literally just a bit, like, a big-ass, like, bipedal sheep. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I, I love the Wendigo because it is, like, it's so 
everywhere in North America. Like it's like far reaches of Canada to like the Southwest. And I'm like, oof, yeah. I'm sorry, what is the Wendigo? Um, It's a, it's like Native American, like folklore. Yeah, it's like, it's basically, it's what's said to happen if Wait. you like if if someone eats another person. I did not say you to Native American folklore. <laughs> Brett showed up. Yeah, yeah. I was about it. to say like like that sounded bad, bad no, but it wasn't. <laughs> no, but in like um, Native American like folklore and like some believe that like when if someone ever uh, participates in cannibalism and they like. The hunger and, like, the need to, like, keep eating will eventually turn their spirit into the spirit of a Wendigo, and it will, like, morph their body into a monster, and they essentially become immortal killing machines. Oh. Yeah. Super creepy. In love. (laughs) I'm obsessed. I know. The cryptid that I... Do you guys think the aliens are cryptids? Like, greys? Nah, not really. I mean, like, they're definitely in the same, like, realm but I I would believe aliens before I would believe most cryptids. <laughs> okay, because I've been getting except for my aliens. husband Mothman. He's real in my heart. Can we also, road trip to Area Fifty One. Sure. Yes. yes. Let's just make a like cross country see all like cryptid spots. Yeah, that yes. is actually my dream of a vacation. <laughs> all my classes got moved online. I have time. I heard that there's like a really cool new cryptid up in like New Jersey. It I don't know what it's called, but it's really cool. It's in actually Long Valley, New Jersey. So if you want to, ah, it, its it, name it, is Evan Hager. There's like the New <laughs> Jersey Devil. Yeah, dude, the Jersey Devil is <laughs> creepy. Jersey Devil is very creepy. I think after Mothman, I think my favorite. Um, cryptid is the uh, Fresno Nightcrawler, just because it looks like a big pair of pants, just walking through the streets of Fresno. And I'm like, <laughs> you're delightful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Everybody gangsta till the jeans start walking. <laughs> oh. I but like yeah, lake like... monsters. Mm. Like, we Nessie. love a Loch Ness situation. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Nessie. <laughs> I miss her every is it day. Uh, it's connected to the, the ocean? It's not. Uh, uh, never mind. No, no. I mean, I mean, not there might not be except like a, by like little creeks and stuff, but like not. Uh, there's not like by a any creek big. between Nothing it and Nessie then another lake, through. and then no. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, yeah. I mean, there's like origin stories of like back when water levels were higher, Nessie got in and then it's been trapped in the in Loch Ness. The flood. The big Fun fact, flood. they're, they're she, thinking that no Nessie... didn't put her on the ark. Mm. Sorry. So she's mad because no one put any to... water animals. Yeah. You don't think you had fish on there? takes out a shark from the ocean. No, they can swim. <laughs> you... <laughs> he pulls a fish out of the water. It's like, I'm going to put you in this boat with no water for months. Get over it, dude. <laughs> I think just wanted to it's be included. Just... Yeah. It's like the, the whales from the fourth Star Trek movie. <laughs> They're just like, let's build a big tank in the Ark. We'll rescue these humpback whales so that they can answer the aliens that are destroying Earth. 
400 years in the future when humpback whales are extinct. That is the plot to Star Trek IV, the uh, uh, journey home, I think is, is what it's oh called. Oh my god. <laughs> and um, Leonard Nimoy jumps in a tank with a bunch of, with some whales. Yep. They go back to the 1960s and they don't know how bus fare works. It's a delightful movie and it's so bad. <laughs> Chekhov tries to um, get onto a, a nuclear submarine, but he's Russian in the 60s trying mm. to get onto a nuclear submarine. <laughs> and so okay. there's all kinds of shenanigans. It's yeah, I can great. see how that would go wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I looked up like every state's like most famous like cryptid or well-known cryptid. And it says the one for Kansas is something called Sinkhole Sam. Has anyone ever heard of that? No. no. I don't okay. even know there were sinkholes in Kansas. There's a sinkhole in Kansas City. Sinkhole Sam is a worm creature, and I'm already not interested. I'm very. <laughs> yeah. It says it's in a lake. This is, <laughs> this is the picture for Sinkhole Sam. Not he interested. Look cute. Oh, no. That's just an eel. We can't stand. But look, he, I wish I could show this picture. He looks so happy. He does look very happy. He's just kind of smiling. He's like, I love being on sinkholes. He's just a big earthworm with a mouth. Can we post a picture to On The Spot's Instagram of like all of these cryptids when we upload this so people can see what we're talking about? Yes, Yes. cryptids without context. (laughs) Cryptids without context. Yeah. Um, you gotta get a good picture of my boy, um, my boy Mothman. Um, I'll get one of the, also, like, the one of the statue where he's just, a, like, a moth head and wings and just a super jacked No, humanoid. I hate the statue so much. It's so <laughs> bad. It does look bad. Uh, he's thick, though. The he's statue does have kink. quite an ass on it. Um, <laughs> but I prefer a fluffy boy. Um, yeah. but yeah, um. I'm not actually, like, attracted to Mothman. I want to make that completely and utterly clear. Um, Whatever you say, Lorna. Yeah, uh-huh. Lorna. She might not be, but I am. More for the Kidding me? Us. Yeah. Those muscles? Yum. Guys, if you had to pick Ew. a cryptid to date, who would you pick and, like, why? Honestly, if Mothman looks like that statue, <laughs> I might even have to answer. <laughs> Honestly, I think I'd date Nessie. Because huh. A, I can live in Scotland, and B, she seems very sweet. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning the same way. Also, she might potentially, according to an article I read, just be a giant eel. So that's cool. That'd be dope. She might just be like a superfluous eel. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> I probably have to say Thunderbird just because he's very mysterious and big. And I like my nice. boys big. I just looked up um, the hottest cryptids. Ashlyn, oh, your search history. No. <laughs> Ashlyn, your Google's search history. Like, All right, I know exactly what to recommend to her next. And <laughs> There's no recovering from this. I'm looking up. You gotta blast I'm, your cash. I'm on this website called legendofthecryptids.fandom.com and I'm on a thread called Most Beautiful Slash Sexiest Cryptids. Oh, oh my. And this guy's vote is for something called Sabato, which is 
Oh, that's a woman. That is a very naked woman. Um, I clicked the link. It's a very naked woman. Um, ah! I think that this is. I think this is actually for a card game. Oh. I think it's for a, a yeah. game Legend called Legend of the, of the Cryptids. Cryptids. Is a game. I've looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no no no! <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Oops! No, we all know that the sexiest cryptid is the Flatwoods monster. <laughs> She's just all body and no head. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally just a solid block of limestone. <sighs> I'm blushing oh. still. Okay, so we're getting to pretty long in the recording, and we kind of started a tradition last week where we played sex with to end the podcast, so I think we should do that again, if people are Hell down. yeah. Hell okay. yeah. Yeah. And I think we should start off with just the word cryptid, because I, I just want to see what people can come up with. All right. Okay. Se- sex with me is like cryptids. It's like Mothman, because... There are moths in my vagina. Don't put that in the recording. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got it. I got I've got one for real. (laughs) Sex with me is like Bigfoot. You know what they say about big feet? (laughs) What? Um, Sex with me is like a cryptid. People have been hunting it for years. But if they get any evidence, it's shaky and inconclusive. (laughs) Sex with me is like a chupacabra. The goat isn't the only thing I'm sucking. (laughs) Sex with me is like cryptids. If you take off my shoes, you might find hooves. (laughs) Um, sex with me is like a wendigo I ate someone and became a soulless demon (laughs) (laughs) oh no Uh, sex with me is like cryptids a lot of people seem very obsessed with it that's it (laughs) (laughs) sex with me is like a cryptid other people don't care that aren't obsessed with it. They don't care. <laughs> Often, yeah. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Sex with me is like cryptids. People take cross-country road trips just to try and see it. <laughs> um, sex with me is like a cryptid. It's often scoffed at by the scientific community. <laughs> Sex with me is like cryptids. A lot of people lie and say that they saw it when it actually didn't happen. Sex with me is just like... kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Sex Never with apologize. me is Never. like cryptids. Um, there are tourist traps across the country just to get people to um, spend money on it. <laughs> Sex with me is like cryptids. You might try and look up the hottest cryptids and click on a website that you think is just gonna be like a listicle and like Mothman's gonna be at the top but then you click on it 
and it actually takes you to a website of naked women <laughs> and you get really <laughs> uncomfortable because like you're talking to your friends and at the same time looking at a picture of a naked woman <laughs> i like the fact that you're uncomfortable by that and we can't see it at all we can only see it i know face. it's just the fact that like you guys saw me see it <laughs> through the transitive property we saw it too that was uh, so weird sex with me is like cryptids the people who have claimed to see them you take one look at them and you're like nah you've never seen that <laughs> um do we want a, a a second word yes to wrap her on up thinking um th- thematically um in the same vein uh sex with me is like murder <laughs> sex with me is like murder it's illegal <laughs> okay Sex with me is like murder. It uh, leaves very bad energy in the room afterwards for years and years. <laughs> Sex with me is like murder. The effects that it has on friends and family is horrendously sad. Sex with me is like murder. Once you do it, you're always going to remember it, but like not in a good way. <laughs> Sex with me is like murder. Afterwards, you will be tried in a court. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just looking at Brett's face. <laughs> did it not make sense? Is that the problem? No, it did. I was no, just... It <laughs> and you will be found guilty. <laughs> uh, sex with me is like murder. You can't prove it happened. Um, sex with me is like um, murder Um, there's a lot of like podcasts about it right now and people are like really obsessed with like people that do it all the time and so they like watch these videos about it and they want listen to podcasts and then they like say what their favorite one is and they're like they're making movies about them now and I'm like hey guys they still like murder people so maybe we shouldn't like fetishize them uh, um, sex with me is like murder you're gonna die at the end <laughs> <laughs> that's just murder bud <laughs> murder with me is like sex look they're one in the same Lorna oh buddy <laughs> I have unique talents um, sex with me is like murder. It's worse if it's premeditated. <laughs> sex with me is like murder. One of us isn't going to be happy about it afterwards. <laughs> sex oh, with God. me is like murder. I leave a calling card afterwards. Does it have your phone <laughs> number on it? I... <laughs> Please call me back. <laughs> Please. Did I tell I'm... you guys about the time I thought that a murderer left a calling card at my house for me? I remember you just, that. You said you found like a random like call like card in your room. Piece. Oh yeah, a puzzle piece. <laughs> it was a random puzzle piece, and it turns out it, it just like stuck to the bottom of a book or something. <laughs> and you were just like, no, it's a murder. And you were like, oh my god, somebody broke into my room at night and left a puzzle piece. And it's like, no, you just moved oh, a book. <laughs> it was underneath it. But I really thought this one was gonna kill me. I like got a knife. And I slept with it under my pillow, but I didn't sleep actually. I like put it under my pillow, and I was like ready to kill someone. She was ready for him. 
the whole night. Even though, uh, that was also the night, like, Zach texted me, or he told me, because I was like, I'm really nervous about staying in this house alone. Zach was like, you know, like, you can sleep on my couch if you need to. And there were also, like, six other people in town, and I was like, (laughs) stay with me or any of the other people that you're friends with. (laughs) And I just suffered. I was like, no, I will die tonight instead of going to someone else's house and the other thing was we were texting in like a group chat into the night like at least at like 2 a.m when people were still awake (laughs) i'm so scared Uh. lorda can we get one more word to finish it out yes hold on just a second um let's see here uh cricket take that as you will (laughs) um either the insect or the sport Sex with me is like cricket. It's a gentleman's game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Sex with me is like cricket. Beware of my sticky wicket. (laughs) I think that's a cricket term. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Um, Sex with me is like cricket. I think there are horses involved. That's that's polo. Oh, <laughs> cricket is the fancy baseball. Oh, the flat. Yeah, sex with me is like cricket. There's no horses involved. <laughs> sex with Second. me is like cricket. People try to explain it to me, but I still don't understand. Sex with me is like cricket. The sound of it indicates awkwardness. <laughs> Sex with me is like cricket. There's usually a large wooden paddle involved. <laughs> um, sex with me is like cricket. Um, it features heavily in an episode of Downton Abbey. Sex with me is like cricket. They play a version of it in the movie Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> yeah, they do. Sex with me is like cricket. Um, once you hit the balls, you just have to run back and forth along this line, like, over and over, and the more times you do it, the more points you get. (laughs) I think that's how cricket works, but I don't really know. I tried to learn. Sex with me is like cricket. I'm beginning to suspect that no one in this Zoom call understands it fully. (laughs) Um, Sex sex with me is like cricket. It's the same thing as a grasshopper. I think. Oh. Um, uh, sex with me is like cricket. Um, they usually sell them in pet stores. To be eaten. <laughs> yeah. Sex with me is like a cricket. <laughs> Gets fed to snakes on a daily. Oh. Sex with me is like cricket. Snakes. Gets fed to lizards. <laughs> sex with me is like. <laughs> Sex with me is like cricket. It's predominantly enjoyed by elderly white men in the UK. <laughs> Sex with me um, is like cricket. They were the bad guys in a bug's life. They were grass. They were locusts. Those were grasshoppers. <laughs> well, they're the same thing. We've discussed this. <laughs> We've established. We have. Um, Sex with me is like cricket. Um, you can get lollipops. And it's fro- like it's frozen at the center, and you you give them to your friends as jokes. What? 
<laughs> you can get lollipops with crickets in them. Oh. oh. Yeah. I get it. I was like, my What's... delivery was A plus perfection. <laughs> it's you who are wrong. <laughs> okay. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> Listen to the children. Yes. <laughs> Sex with me is like crickets. People often hear it off in the distance in the dead of night. <laughs> Sex with me is like cricket. I make beautiful sounds. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, finish it. You got, that. you got it. Sex with me is like a cricket. The best friend to that wooden boy. Pinocchio is a Pinocchio joke. Lemony, Jiminy Snicket. Jiminy, Jiminy, no, not Lemony Snicket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that rhymed, didn't it? It was close, it, wasn't it? I guess. <laughs> I mean, sure. Sex with me is like crazy. cricket. It functions as my conscience. <laughs> Sex with me is like a cricket. It guides all my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> it helps Sex me become me. a real boy. Oh. <laughs> It's a good one. It is. Oh. Sex with me is like a cricket. I always wear a top hat and carry a little umbrella. <laughs> Sex with me is Sex like a cricket. <laughs> it's the mascot for the peanuts. What? What? Are you talking about Woodstock? Maybe. Ooh, the little yellow bird? <laughs> oh. I was a cricket. Um. I don't know. I always thought it was a cricket. That's... <laughs> Sex with me is like a cricket when you wish upon a star. <laughs> no, that's actually the cricket that I was thinking of when I said peanuts. That's like the exact cricket I was thinking of. That's Jiminy Cricket. Oh. That's who we've been talking about. Oh, well, I've never seen that movie, so. It's not that's fair. It's not great. I mean, it's fine. <gasps> they talk about it. And Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm. Sex with me is like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. The first encounter is sighting of a UFO. The encounter of the second kind is physical evidence. And the Close Encounter of the Third Kind is evidence. Is bonin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind Bonin. And here's Bonin. the thing, I messed it up because um, the close encounter of the third kind is actually contact. And that would have been funnier. Sexual contact. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's very more close like, encounters. I guess it's more like close encounters of the second kind, physical evidence. Whatever. And end the it's show. Time to end the, it's time to end the podcast. It's time to <laughs> pull the ripcord. Get out of here. Get out. Oh, you still can. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well. I worked a double today. <laughs> it's okay. Pull us out. Get us out of here. <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs>